you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. G Suite by Google Cloud. It's a suite of cloud-based productivity tools that includes Gmail, Docs, Slides, Sheets, and Drive. You can make real-time updates to the same document without having to keep track of multiple versions. And since all the tools are cloud-based, your whole team can access the same document and work on the same page at the same time. So make it G Suite by Google Cloud. To find out more, visit gsuite.com. It's too sweet to be sour. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello football fans. I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Dave Damashek Football Program. Let the tour around. What? Football universe. Whoa, whoa. The voice you hear there is Maurice Jones-Drew still to come. A couple other pals of ours. David Carr, whose brother emerged victorious on Sunday in a game yes. that they just about had to have. So we'll look forward to hearing what he thinks, not just about Derek and company's performance, but that uh, exciting new team from uh, from the Ohio, from the northeast area of Ohio. In the meantime, like I say, you hear his voice there. You can hear it. You can watch him do his stuff on NFL Fantasy Live. He's the voice of the LA Rams on uh, on local radio here in Los Angeles. Former Jaguar, former Raider. I'm just going to leave the whole UCLA part out of it. because no, we can talk even, about it. Well, that's nothing good. And Nobody I mean, wants that. It's okay. I, I don't want to diminish you right out They're of the They're young. Game. Well, so are you. It's Maurice Jones-Drew. What's Thank happening, you. fella? You know what, Shaq? Um, uh, we, we have to, you know what, from now on, I'll have to start giving you my T-Bird updates. I coach youth football as well. Oh, yes, please. Start um, with the, what's most important. So right now we're 4-0. We're 4-0. But we had a tough one this week. I mean, we were down last drive, last-minute drive. You know, our quarterback threw a ball, a really good pass. Our receiver caught it. End of the game, we were down 12-14. to We scored. It's 18-14. And then we get a pick to seal the game. Oh, it was electric. Well, that's exciting. And, uh, and neither of your sons is the QB? 
No, no, no. My son doesn't play quarterback. He plays uh, really? running back and safety. Yes. Well, I would, I would, I think a lot of people when they become the head coach of their of their kids' teams, they immediately install their child, the <laughs> whether they deserve mm. it or not. That's not your way. No, I mean, I, we always put the best players play. I like that. Is that. Do you counsel, do you seek the counsel of Sean McVay? He's uh, he's a boy genius. I, he I, could help you out. With so I actually design. don't seek the counsel. I steal it. So when we watch the games, I make sure I draw the plays down that really work for him and some of the things that he does. Then I try to incorporate into what we do. Um, we play with a fullback. He doesn't, which is fine, which is understandable. Um we also play with uh, we 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 are more eye formation, power eye formation, but um, you're old school. I like yeah that. yeah. I mean, everyone else is going shotgun spread. We figure we'll just be Stanford and just beat you up all game. All right, let's begin our tour across uh, across the football landscape, shall we, Maurice? And this week, uh, for anyone taking a look at us right now, we're on a uh, we're on a magic carpet. That's we what we're going to do. We're going to take a magic carpet ride. Why not around uh, around the the universe? And uh, for the video consumer, I encourage you, Nate Demand, go to NFL.com/ddfp, and you can see me and Maurice fly through. Uh, I don't know if we'll get to all the football mm, towns, but maybe. we'll do our best. Let's let's begin with uh, the revelation up there in the Windy City. Mitchell Trubisky, oh, I remain goodness. a little skeptical, but, you know, listen, 3-1, and one, you can make a case they could be 4-0. and oh. Now, of course, they also could have lost uh, last week to Josh Rosen's team, but... Nevertheless, we uh, you are what your record says you are, as uh, someone famous once said. Yeah, you know, um, when you talk about Mitchell Trubisky, uh, I have a little – I'm still skeptical as well. But I think when – you know, yeah, he's, he's slanging it right see? now. Look, Look at, at him. him. See? Yeah, he's doing his thing. Um, it's windy here. But – yeah, it is real windy, and I kind of get seasick when it happens. So let's, let's, let's make sure it's not right. too crazy. But – he played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, who hasn't stopped anyone all year. So you don't get to play them anymore. And I, I think Tampa is more – this game was more about Tampa than it was about Chicago. Yes, you threw it to open, guys who were wide open. You threw guys open, which is a good job. But your defense got the ball back to you in prime uh, position. And, you know, this is a, I think this is a confidence builder for that team, and they'll keep going. But at the end of the day, I mean, Khalil Mack was dominant again. And his domination of that offensive line for Tampa Bay – was clear and what he's done for this team has been crazy and then we see what the Raiders are going through is tough but I, I, I six touchdowns in a game amazing uh, still concerned because they're not really running the ball the way they need to and we know how it gets in Chicago come November December you have to run the ball Do you, you can't air it out that, though because I feel like four weeks worth of evidence into 2018 the, my takeaway is you watch these scuffling superstars of the league. Odell Beckham is up right. there with the Giants getting frustrated. Antonio Brown frustrated on the banks of the Three yeah. Rivers. Yeah. Julio Jones putting up big numbers except in the touchdown department. Aaron Donalds, Ky Aaron Rodgers, I should say, taking some sort of passive-aggressive shots at Mike McCarthy. Meantime, Sean McVay's team soaring, Matt Nagy flying high in Chicago. Yeah, is My point is this, Maurice, or my hypothesis is this. All that matters anymore, you know the Jenga theory that I have. Can't take this player out or the team's in, in a lot of trouble. Forget all that jazz. You know what it is now? It matters who your coach is, period. No, players play. And you can I have. Know a, you you like can have. That. I'm just telling you, you can have great. I, I told you, a coach once told me. And let's look at the Rams roster, if you like, uh, when Jeff Fisher was there, and then what it looks like now. 
completely different. You're right. That's Superstars fair. That, all over. Jeff the, Fisher does get a right. lot of take. I take mean, a lot and of stuff. and they like and don't get me wrong. McVay does. He's very creative. And he does a great job. But he has great players that do. You know what they're supposed to do, and they and they catch the ball. Uh, Nagy again is a guy who went out and put a ton of great players around Mitchell Trubisky, uh, which is fine. But, and I've said this multiple times about the Rams because it happened last year. There comes a point in time throughout the course of a season. It may not happen now. It may not happen at the end of the season. It may happen in the playoffs. I don't know when it's going to happen. You have to be able to get the tough yard, and all these great offenses who are flying around throwing the ball like they are, you know, doing a great job. Uh, eventually you're going to have to turn around and hand the ball off to win a game. Because when you get to the playoffs, it's not about scoring points. It's about shortening the game and just coming out with a victory. And if you can't do that, it's over. You know what? I talk about it all the time in July and then in August that it's easy to be optimistic, and now there are plenty of teams out there that still have plenty of reason to be optimistic. Poke some holes. Be be And where? And who? On the teams that look good right now, let's start with those Bears. Are they going to be able to sustain this level of play in in, in a tough division? Or will the Packers ultimately, you know, because it's a funny thing with the Packers. I, I, don't, think not, the, I don't think the Packers are as good as we, we, we thought they were going to be. I think that Aaron Rodgers masks a lot of their issues, a lot of their problems. I think Aaron Jones coming back helps them, but they're still not – they're not where they should be, right? Where when Aaron Rodgers was rolling a couple years ago when they went 15-1, and one, that was a team of players. you got to find a way to get more players around them. I, so I, I think his issue and their issue will always be defense, and it will be that aggressive defensive style of petting, blitzing and all those things, and people picking holes in that. And then hopefully you can, you know, it seems like Aaron Rodgers is getting healthier, but they're going to have to, you know, have some guys step up and make some plays in both the run and the passing game. You talk about the Bears, I think that their defense is what's going to allow them to keep going because there's going to come a time where Mitchell Trubisky is going to take a step back and he's going to struggle a little bit. And that's okay. He's a second-year quarterback. That defense is going to have to help them. They're going to have to, you know, uh, get some stops, some turnovers in some crucial situations. And then they're going to have to be able to run the ball. So you're going to have to lean on Jordan Howard a little bit more, which they really haven't utilized him in a way that I thought they would yet. Um, and we'll see that as that goes on. Uh, Kansas City, I think, is a team that everyone's uh, very high on, and as they should be. Those guys are playing well. Um but again, it gets cold in Kansas City. It gets windy in Kansas City. You know the one time you can't throw the ball. You know what that is? When it's windy? When it's windy. Oh, okay. Right. So right. a lot of people don't know that. People think it's when it's cold. No, no. You, you can throw it in the cold. It's when it's windy you can't. And that Midwest, where a lot of the teams we're talking about are in that Midwest where it gets crazy. They're going to have to you know, lean on their running game and their defense. But what does Kansas City not have right now? A defense? <laughs> exactly. They don't, have a, they don't have a defense. So... Um, Go to the Rams. I think the Rams, uh, they do a, they're do they doing more running the ball, but I always believe, and I always, you know, I always go back to, you know, uh, ever since being here, I've been starting to watch a little bit more historic films, uh, Lombardi and, and, and obviously the Cowboys back in the day and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Raiders. Eventually, throughout the course of this game, no matter how you change the rules, no matter what the, how creative you are, you have to get the tough yard. The tough yard is always going to, and there's going to be teams built to get the tough yard. There's going to be teams not to get built or not built to get the tough yard, i.e., Jacksonville Jaguars. The reason they were able to go so far in the playoffs last year is because of what? 
Well, they're one of the anomalies out there. They, they can get the they're, tough yard. Well, they can do that, but also they're one of the anomalies in that they can dominate you with defense. Yeah. There are very few teams out there that are still like that. It is really I, – I don't mean to be the curmudgeon you know, always points out. The offensive numbers are a little ridiculous. I, I mean, it's fine, but they are a little bit ridiculous. Mitchell yeah. Trubisky throwing five touchdown passes in, in one half against an NFL football team is a little silly. When you blow, when you start blowing up the numbers to the degree, now in baseball you had the steroid era, but right. it was weird when guys who had no business who, who in any runs, yeah. hitting twenty home runs are suddenly hitting forty or fifty. It skews the numbers, and the numbers are precious to those who care well, about the the deep history of pro football. Yeah. I say it's just something that I I'm a little bothered by, and I'm hoping that the defenses will rebound. I, I think I think it will. You you just have a lot of like the new pass, the new rough and the passer penalty is something that you have to deal with. Clay Matthews, I see you. Don't worry, that that wasn't a problem. But I, I think uh, those are some of the rules that you're going to have to adjust to. But it seems like a lot of guys now are just grabbing quarterbacks and throwing them down, which is do that. I mean, that's not a penalty. So um, they'll adjust. But just, just going back to the overall talk of teams, it, it, there's not a perfect team where, it, like, the last couple of years is like, oh, this is the team. And this team is going to – I don't like, know, Maurice, your team in L.A., those Rams no, they're, are looking pretty listen, close. No, they're, they're, they're doing a great job. And let's remember it's September. And we're in Los Angeles. So if you get home field throughout, the weather is going to be fine. You can do whatever you like, right? It's just when you have to go to Chicago late in the year, right? And you have to play in, in Soldier Field, and it's going to be nasty in December. And it's going to be snowing and cold and wet and windy. Like, how are you going to be able to handle that? And so those are going to be – 30. That's how. Uh, yeah, well, those are, gonna be some, those are going to be some of the tests that you're going to have to do, and you're going to have to figure out if you can do it. All right, let's let's uh, let's go. Uh, I'm not going to say lightning round. That would be too much uh, speed for us. But let's uh, let's yeah, take let's a, uh, a tour around here with, uh, with some quick thoughts here. What will be worse, to be a Packers fan, and maybe it's Mike McCarthy's fault, maybe it isn't, maybe it's bad defenses for too long, but what would be worse, to be a Packers fan who for – 25 or 30 years, roots for Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and then you look up and you realize, hey, those two guys combined to win the exact same number of Lombardis as Joe Flacco and Trent Dilfer have in Baltimore. <laughs> or to be a Pittsburgh Steelers fan who says, wait, we have a Hall of Fame quarterback, the best receiver since Randy Moss, and perhaps the best running back in the NFL, and that team's never going to go to a Super Bowl. What's worse? Um... I think they're both pretty bad. That's the correct answer. There are no winners. There's there's no winners. It's terrible. In this game. But I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, for some reason, like Green Bay has been spoiled, and we don't really we rarely talk about spoiled the Packers. How? They're not getting over the hump. That's I know. What you but want. That's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like you have, you you had the greatest quarterback of all time, and then his backup is now the greatest quarterback of all time, and you've only won two Super Bowls. You know what that tells me? that you don't have enough players around those guys to help them get over the hump. Uh, Pittsburgh, on the other hand, um, I, I mean, it, it, it's tough to see that. Like, you have – really, it comes down to their defense. Like, when when you when Pittsburgh went to the Super Bowl in 2008, um, that was a Tampa Bay Super Bowl. Your mm -hmm. defense was ranked number one. Won the Super Bowl. I know. But listen, I'm seven, just saying, I'm just seven saying, on like, Sunday night, it was not about the defense – it was about oh, it was about everybody off the mark. It was yeah, he was off the mark. They did a great job of shutting down Antonio Brown early, getting him frustrated. Juju has to make plays in that situation. He didn't make plays. Connor really wasn't nowhere to run. There was nowhere for him to go. Uh, I mean, they again, they they are having some issues that we saw early in the year, starting week one against Cleveland, tying Cleveland 
was a real big indicator of what the season was going to be about. And then you you get you lose to Kansas City, and then you have a great half against Tampa Bay, and then the second half you score zero points. No points in and two I, and I and I kept telling people. I said I was like that is a concerning issue. That means one, you're not making the right adjustments as an offense, and then two, your guys aren't executing. Those are the problems that we're seeing right now. Is it time for Tomlin and McCarthy to go? Because fan bases are starting to make that kind of noise. <laughs> well, Pittsburgh is not letting Tomlin go. Let's let's be let's keep it real. Let's keep it one hundred. I mean, <laughs> I last year you went thirteen and I, three. Yes, the, the Pittsburghs only had three head coaches in their history, and we know that even though the fan base may call for it. The Roonies aren't that. T- they, they don't make they, those type of moves. They find they they find a way to be six nine and one. That could certainly be the end of uh, of Mike Tomlin. Hey, I mean, hey, six nine. I mean, you, you're afforded uh, one two bad years in a tenure. I think there's I some know. coaches who have there's seven a bad years. Between there's a there, abject bad record versus expectation, and how uh, how far short of those expectations you fall has to. Well, what are, be a what, are, what are the expectations point. without twenty six? I mean, listen. The 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 entire melodrama that surrounded all of it, it's not a good situation. It does but not is that Tomlin's right. fault, the melodrama, or is that the front office's fault? I would have thought it would be the head coach's fault. The head coach can't sign contracts. He don't get to offer deals. Who's be- who's the better team in the AFC North, the Ravens or the Bengals? I see you're trying to get off Pittsburgh. We can do that. Um, it's t- I'm going to say Baltimore because Baltimore has a complete team. They have – two or three running backs. They have receivers. They have a quarterback who's finding those receivers. And then they have a defense. Baltimore, or not Baltimore, Cincinnati, on the other hand, has a strong offense who can score points and do all these great things. But defensively, I don't know what it is. Like, Atlanta torched them. So I don't I don't know if that's the defense that we're looking at or is it another one. So uh, I, th- I think we'll figure it out here pretty soon, though. Can we throw dirt on the Falcons or the Steelers who play each other this coming season? Oh, it's going to be a shootout. This is going to be a uh, you know 50 to 51 to 52 type game. Uh, I think what you saw in Oakland, the 45-42, you'll see that again in Pittsburgh. This was – I want to even cover that up for our younger viewers. Uh, that's untoward. But what did you think of Earl Thomas, what, his farewell to the Seahawks? <laughs> you the know, bird. To the, yeah, again, to the Hawks. I I tried to tell people this a long time ago um, when both a lot of guys were holding out, Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, uh, Earl Thomas, Le'Veon Bell. These players, and when you hold out, you're holding out for a reason because you know how one play can be it for you in any situation, any given situation. Um, and so if you feel as if you're worth more, which we, we, we saw Earl Thomas is worth much more than what they're paying him, uh, and the stance that the team took and the way that they went about it uh, in the media, he, he's, he's deservingly so to feel that way and express himself. He's a, he's a human being. Everyone would. I always try to express people like, let's say in your job you're doing you know, $20 worth of work, but you're getting paid $5 an hour worth of work. You're going to be upset, and then they, then they fire you. But you also understand the other side of it, too. No, I don't. I can understand the organization. What, 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 what side does the organization have? You're making billions of dollars every year. Why can't you pay this guy what because he's worth? Because you know there's a salary cap. But that salary cap, who else are they paying? Seattle. Russell? Wagner? Yeah. Who else? Uh, I'm not sure. Dwayne Brown? I'm not sure what kind of okay, there's bank four. he's That's, pulling there, down. There's four. You got Cam Chancellor for – but everyone else is young guys. You're not really – Doug Baldwin, okay. But they're not – I mean, Pittsburgh is paying – well, was. Pittsburgh was paying big men top salary, A.B. number one salary, and then they had Le'Veon on the franchise tag. Have you talked to 26 lately? 
I was spoken oh. to my agent. I haven't talked to him directly. Yeah. I actually I actually texted him and said told him congratulations on his record release party, which I heard was a big hit in Miami. I mean, so. what, are, what are you talking about that for? That's not what matters right now, Maurice. He's not playing football, so he, I, he's, he's doing a great job. Will he play football in the calendar year 2018? I think, yeah, I mean, no he's, question. What do you mean, will. no question? There's not no question. That is know. called business. That and is you know called what? the business if you think of the Mike NFL. Tomlin can't get fired if twenty six walks in. But that's in not a my. That's, that's not my. Says, now I want you to start paying. No, me. it's not. It's and not now. Guys block for me too. No, that is going to be. Now he wouldn't such say that. Cra- Why would he say that? What that's their job. About? They're getting paid to block. You should do it your job. Be, you don't imagine that that is. I mean, I think that that I is just, a legitimate think, black and gold cloud hovering over football right now. That if no. that if that happens, if he walks in and they're and they're down and out, and he walks in. I think some of the the stuff that you'll get on you, you think those guys are going to lay out there for him? They're getting paid too. They should. He's just not remember. Let's remember, he's not getting paid to be play and football. He wants a, and he wants to save his body for next season. So the assumption would be from his teammates is that he's not gonna. It's called a business, and okay, that's and that's our and that's our problem. They're four seven. Uh, so and I'm, one I'm gonna like so I'm gonna I'm gonna it. clear it out for everyone here. So for every, all our listeners, the NFL is completely different than college. It's completely different than high school, completely different than youth football, which I coach now. That is a team game. Those College is starting to get away from it a little bit because of the way some coaches are acting, and we can get into that later, and the way some colleges are acting. But high school is the pure passion of the game. You pay to play at high school. You have to give 200 bucks to get your jersey and to rent your pads. Okay, youth football, your, your parents are paying. That's the pure passion of the game. When you get to the NFL, it is strictly business. People are out there playing because they're getting compensated. Now, somebody's like, well, I, I, would, I would play for free. Well, then why don't you? That's what I say. See, I, I, like, don't lie to me because I'm giving you a service. I expect to be compensated for it in, any, in, in every sense of the word and so in every sense of the phrase. And so when Le'Veon Bell is giving you top RB production four or five years in a row, and you don't want to compensate him? All right, but he all... Oh, oh, hold on, I'm, hold on. But then you don't want to compensate him? Yeah, but he's and then, also... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm about to tell you. Then last year, so you franchise tag him. He holds out a training camp. Then he says, you know what? Okay, if I come out and I produce like I've been doing, you're going to get the deal done, right? And they say, yes. And then you do it. You go out and do your job. And you perform. And then you still don't get the deal done because they don't see, they don't value you the way that other teams might have value or the way people see you in the light because they want to say, well, we don't, we don't value RBs that way. That's on the front office in the organization. That ain't on Mike Tomlin. That's not on Le'Veon Bell or anyone else. That's the, it's the organization's job to get the deal done. If they can't get it done, that's on them. So if Le'Veon walks back in and those players are mad at them, shame on those players. Because <laughs> well, of I tell you, they're this. mad. But no, they but are, hold on. But, but shame on them because but 26, 26 told them is not that he was going to be there for the start of the season. I tell a lot of people I'm going to do certain things and I end up not doing it. We all do that. <laughs> Everyone does that. So let's let's well, let's not. Wait, that, you can't hold Le'Veon accountable because he said he was going to do something he didn't do it. Everyone does that. Uh, uh, Juju. That said, doesn't sound very business like. Oh, that's that's that is business unless it's written in stone, right? And our deals here at the NFL Network, we have written contracts, right or wrong. Uh, I, I you have don't. a written contract. They yes, you do. In, uh, Skittles, you have a written yeah. contract, and your written contract explains what what you'll be doing throughout the year, throughout your 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 service of that contract. Anything else is whatever is up in the air. And so, because Le'Veon might have text or might not have text some guys and said, "Oh, I'm going to be back like last year," and then changed his mind, 
He has the right to do that. All right, but they're all right, but then they have the right to be angry about it. No, Next, they don't. May f- I don't understand. I don't, why. How, do, how do they I, have the right I, to be? I don't, I don't understand paid. why Levy and Bell's the only one who's allowed to have emotions about these things. He, he doesn't have emotions about it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like he's unemotional about it. This is strictly a business decision. All right, you're enough. emotional. All the Pittsburgh Steelers fans are emotional, and then the guys in the locker room are emotional. I but I'm not. Has I'm not irrational. On. I don't begrudge. I'm on Earl Thomas's side. Of course, no, you're you should have gotten that. You are on Earl Thomas's. Side. Oh, stop it! I have, What are you talking Earl about? Earl Thomas. I'll say. Let me say. I'm this on 26's too. side as well, except that this has gone too far now. Why? Because he didn't need to he, pay him then. He should have been honest with his peers. What has got off to a ragged start because of that? Things fractured in the a locker fracture? room. That's right. So, okay, so this is, I'll, I'll say it, this. I'm gonna say was this. it a bad look for tell those them, guys I'll to tell be bad-mouthing those, those, those guys? To all those offensive linemen, all those Rolexes that he bought them last year, that $250,000 that he spent on his offensive line, tell him to give all those Rolexes back then. And then that's when you have the right to be mad. How about right. that? Mayfield or Rosen, who's better? Oh, Rosen by far. We saw the way he played. I mean, he played phenomenal in that game. And if I guarantee you, if the Cardinals would have started him week one, they wouldn't be over right now because he's the, only going to get better. What would the Steelers' record be if Levy-Ann Bell was in there for Week One? If levy if they would have got the deal done, mm-hmm. or if, either way, if, whatever no, no, he shows uh, up. No, well, you got to get the deal done in order from show. So let's say if he got okay, the deal, whatever. Done. Yeah, they um, they they'd easily be four and zero, easily. <laughs> Wait. Want me to tell you why? I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you exactly I, why. I lo- I'd love to hear this. So Wait, they would have. They'd be four and zero. I'm gonna tell you why. They would have beaten the Chiefs. They would have beaten the Chiefs. Okay. Well, I'm gonna t- this, and this is why I'm gonna tell you this. Le'Veon is a coverage dictator. Right? So when I say coverage dictator, Todd Gurley is a coverage dictator. If you watch the Vikings, they ran eight-man boxes against the Rams, knowing that the Rams are going to throw the ball all over the yard, but their main goal was like, we have to stop 30. Okay, so going to Pittsburgh, you have to stop 26 because if you let someone run the ball on you, you'll never get a chance to win the game. That's just that's football. So they're going to have eight-man boxes, which means who's on the outside one-on-one? Who's always one-on-one on the outside? Mm-hmm. A.B. Yeah, right. And if the safety shades the side, guess who else has no help on the other side? Juju, which then makes it easier for Ben to read coverages. Like, okay, it's very simple. If it's two high safeties and the box is not loaded, I'm going to turn around and hand the ball to 26, and 26 is going to get us some yards. And then, and then they're going to have to bring a safety down in the box, and then we can attack. And, all, and with all that being said, the defense then doesn't have the pressure to get turnovers every week. Because they know that, okay, we're, our offense is going to score majority of the time. Where the Pittsburgh offense hasn't really scored like we thought it would because they don't have a coverage dictator right now. They do. It's A.B. He's getting doubled every time, and then no one else is making plays for you. I'll tell you what. I go back to where I started. This is all about coaching. The Packers offense isn't rolling. That They have the best quarterback in the world. That's got to be on McCarthy. The Giants are uh, look completely uncreative they look on like offense. They like the same team last year. Right. They were last year, just with Saquon Barkley. And teams with lesser pieces like Mitchell Trubisky and uh, Allen well, Robinson is your number one. So thriving. let me say this, I'm just, and I'm not a big fan of Eli Manning. Me neither. Like, but I, I really felt like, and granted, I love the Saquon Barkley pick because I, I thought he was worth that, that, his value is worth that. But quarterback. Of course, that's the, that's and, the and, and, and your man's is really struggling right now. How can, how, how can you not find Odell Beckham? How can you not scheme up a play to get Odell Beckham the ball? How can, like, it baffles me to the point where you can't put Odell in the slot. You can't, you can't put him and Barkley on the same side and run a – find something to do and, and, yes. and, and take over on a defense who has given up multiple big games against multiple teams before you. And they don't play well outside. 
Um, all right, Maurice. I'm sorry. I've been You've said what's that? I've been venting. I'm sorry. You do you feel angry? We're on the magic. We're on the magic carpet. What do you even have to be angry about? I'm not. I'm not. I just said your I'm sorry. Your Rams are good. Your Jags are good. My Raiders won. Raiders got off the schneid. T-Birds are four and zero. Oh. What are you? What are you upset about? What's What's not to be celebrating? Running Life's backs good not for being you. treated the way they should be. Your Your uh, Your Your kids uh, that you're coaching are thriving. They're undefeated. Uh, yeah, we're playing well. We got. We got. I mean, we 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 found a way. To, I'm gonna tell you one thing. We do do. The T-Birds. We compete. That's what we're gonna do. And we're not worried about. Uh, oh, I did see you didn't like what Jimbo did uh, oh, to his no, player. That's not no, Maurice's no, way on the no, side. No, no, no. I'm I'm trying to because this ride is getting bumpy and stuff. But yeah. Uh, let me say this because I, I had a tweet. We we had there's some people were tweeting and guys were doing different things. Um, first of all, Jimbo Fisher is a grown man, and I was gonna use a bad word in between it, but I'm not gonna do it. Um, he's getting paid seventy five million dollars. Oof. Right to coach some kids. If a 19-year-old loses his cool, understandably so. I can understand that. You're like, you know what? I was 19 at one point. And sometimes you have testosterone going on. And there's a lot. You know, I get it. There's so many different ways you can handle that, though. There's so many different ways than putting your hands on someone's child that you recruited. And even if you didn't recruit him, let's say you didn't recruit him, you, you've, uh, you've absorbed him because you're now the head coach. So you have to treat him as yours, uh, as such. And so... If that was my son, one of my two sons, and Jimbo would have touched my son, and I'm going to say it here, clear as day, I would have been in, was it, College Station, mm-hmm. and I would have put my hands all over Jimbo the same way he did, did my son. And they could have called the police and all that, and that would have been fine. I'm okay with that. But you don't touch no one else's kids. That's not your job to do that. And, and if any other coach, uh, Bobby Knight did it in Indiana, we thought that was okay. Well, he picks the right guys to do it to. Because someone else should have fired over. Well, well, he got fired eventually because it came out. But those are kids. You got kids who you're making money off their back, okay? Because Jimbo ain't out on the field making plays. You're making $75 million off of the kids that you're recruiting to go play football. You can at least treat them with the right respect and and, and, and parent them the certain way. I guarantee you, he doesn't touch his kids like that. I wonder, Maurice, maybe what you should become is an agent and just focus on NFL running backs. You'd be good at it. Don't need to. No? All right. I, I, do, I, I like it here on this magic carpet, right? All right. Hey, let's get back aboard uh, after week five. And until then, Maurice Jones-Drew, doing it all, really. Again, Voice of the Rams, you know, see him on TV. This was over. my first, this was my first debut, though. What? When we first got here, this is our first debut. Yeah, what was the first thing you said to me at the very top there? I'm a VP. What did uh, Maurice say before we uh, jumped in on our football conversation there? I'm trying to think of what you said when you sat down here. You piqued my interest, and uh, I immediately forgot about it. But, yes, that's right. We did our thing. Me, you. We did. Um, did a ton of stuff. <laughs> all of it dumb. But fun. I mean, go- like it was no, insightful. No, it, it was insightful. It was, it was, it was insightful. entertaining. That's right. It's entertaining and insightful. When people say entertaining, I usually use the word dumb. But okay. Yes. I don't like that word. It's a bad word. No. It was, it was bright. All right. Uh, thanks, Maurice. No problem, Let's Shrek. get to David Carr. Here for the week four exit interview, once again, brother of Derek now in the win column, along with his fellow Raiders from Total Access and beyond the first overall draft pick of the Houston Texans back in 2002. It's David Carr. What's happening, fella? Just admiring your... Office space. It's very nice. Yeah. Do you like the new this addition is cool. to the wall there? I like this the most. 
Dave That's Damashek, what I did. Football talker. Yeah, but you know how it goes, David Carr. We don't just talk about the game of football. We also talk about the game of life. It's and important. I don't know where this is going to take us. We'll uh, find out in this exit it's a journey. But let's uh, let's cover as much of it as we possibly can. Let's start off. I mentioned Derek got off the Schneid. I was happy for the Carr family. I know you okay. guys get around the TV and you watch it. Or were you there? We do. I went to this game. Ooh. And I'm going to take credit for the win, 100. percent As you so, should. Um, yeah, we were at this game and it was uh, it was exciting. Not a lot of defense was played on either side, but. They didn't quit. I mean, there were four or five times in that game where they could have shut it down, you know. And, you know, some may say the refs kept them in that game, and possibly so. Do you say that? No, I do not. I you say don't think... will and determination and heart. All right, listen, I don't want to be a wet game. blanket, but let's not jive here. The, the no-jive <laughs> policy extends That's to this. That's fair. You know what I didn't see, and I want to blame Oakland uh, personally for this, is there were no replays in the stadium. Hmm. Where we were saying we couldn't see that his elbow had touched and that he was short. We just took Walt's opinion or his, you know, from what he saw, he was short, and I took his I took his word for it. I, that's not even the play I'm talking about. Miles Garrett plainly stripped Derek. Mythical fumble that happened. Did which, you talk to Derek about that? He he, he must have conceded yeah. to you. Yeah, that ball was yeah, it's fumble. Yeah, absolutely. He did say that. Yeah, yeah, everybody did. The interesting part, if you watch where the official was running up from when he was blowing the whistle. The ball was already gone, and Derek was wrapped up. He assumed that he still had the ball because it went kind of between the legs of some linemen and shot out the other side instantly. Like, there was no hesitation. It was a clear strip. Mm-hmm. And But the, the crazy part is it's that whistle. It's the whistle, and it's undefeated of all, all time, and you can't do anything. Once that whistle has blown, it is officially over. And it, it, actually, it actually hurt the Raiders earlier. Marshawn Lynch had a nice run. That was whistled, and that's happened a couple times talking with Marshawn and Derek after the game. Marshawn is very upset about that because he thinks that if officials took time to watch him run more on tape before coming to officiate games, they would not blow the whistle that fast. So it worked both ways, both for the Browns and the Raiders. That seems like a weird can of worms to open up. Hey, you should watch me before I— He wants everyone to watch him, Uh let's just in in general. So I think that's where that came from. (laughs) Hey, so let's talk about it, though, as a family member, not as a football guy as much. But what was at what point did you concede they're going to lose again and they're going to be on four? Did you have that feeling? Well, when when the play was made and I and they spotted the football right there at the end, the Browns. And I said, well, that's that's it. So 20,000 fans left the stadium kind of as that was happening or a little bit before that. But it looked as if the game was over Um, when they were down. I can't remember at least two scores in the fourth quarter late. It was another time where it didn't look great. Uh, they had opportunities to make plays, and and they did, but they, they also missed a couple. And you started thinking back to all of those as you're sitting there with the family and it's quiet and we're just, man, what are we going to say to Derek when he's 0-4 and it's, you know, this coach is supposed to be new and it's going to be great. But thankfully we didn't have to have the conversation. How – what's the emotion? I don't know if it's – I suspect it's not anger but frustration or whatever disappointment what do you feel when you see Derek not throw the best ball as uh, as his brother oh that's torn it's it's a it's a it's twofold there's there's the you know analytical or analyst side or ex-quarterback side where I'm like you got to make that throw you just have to make the throw or you don't have to make that throw you can't turn the football over in that situation and then I instantly go to big brother and I'm like man 
what am I going to say to him after the game? You know, if it if that's one of the plays that loses the football game, but he made so many other great plays that I didn't have to be in that situation. But it's it is a weird. Uh, your spirit is torn down the middle because you want to say, you know, what happened and you want to be truthful because it's funny. It's a funny dynamic when I go to the games. I don't go to a ton of games. I go to like three or four maybe a year and I'm in there. And when something happens, my entire family turns to me and it's like, can you explain that to us? And I'm like, well, how would you want me to explain it? Do you want me to explain it as an analyst? Or do you want me to explain it as an older brother and loving family member? And so it's a tough situation to be in. Do you think watching Derek, I mean, I, I, I was just talking with, uh, with Maurice uh, Jones Drew about this, I put, gave you his surnames. In case I you appreciate that. Familiar. I wasn't familiar I, with just Maurice. You don't know who Maurice could be. Which, anyone which Maurice I could be talking about? How many That's Maurices right. do you know? One, two, two, two. Which, uh, a new Maurice has uh, arrived in my life, and he plays for the Raiders. He's a young guy from oh. Michigan, but that's it. I think that might be the only Maurice. Now that, that I think know. about, it, I think that's the only Maurice I've ever known. Yeah, I mean, I'm aware of Maurice Lo- Lucas, the uh, basketball player. It's, but, I mean, it's I Mario don't... Lopez. It's not Maurice Lopez, but no. I don't know why Mario Lopez stuck in my brain. It's because all the time I've probably spent at a hotel and he's up there and he's doing his thing on the... I got to tell you, that's that also makes my list for a weird name for a baby. Mario you're, or Maurice? You're more prolific in that department even than I am. Yeah. Don't name if you have another male child. Maurice, the baby, is weird. It is weird. Also, defensive line coach... Sorry, tight end coach for the Oakland Raiders. His young child was playing... You know, near near some traffic, uh, not not dangerously close. Mm. After the game, as I was sitting there talking to to him and some players, and he yelled out Tom, and Tom was very interesting. Tom for me. the baby, Tom, and I was like, Yeah, is he an, is he yelling at a, a friend? No, two year old, little baby. It Tom. threw me off. Yeah, it really I'm not was confusing to hear that. Yeah. I don't mind telling you either, since uh, you know, since we're having a nice talk. Derek is a weird name for a baby. I agree. You it know? is. I was not in favor. I, Davey, Davey boy, you yeah. know, like that's what I got growing exactly. up. I'm sure you did. Yeah, it was easy. You know, I mean, he can be Derek. adult. Derek is kind of, Oh, you know, he's so cute. Look, at can I hold him? What's his name? Derek. Yeah, I think that was just the fallback because there was, it was David, Darren, and then they were like, we need a D name. So Something. let's just go with Derek because he was supposed to be, he was supposed to be a girl. He was supposed to be a girl, and he he bummed me and my brother Darren out because we were we had this thing going. You know, Darren's three years younger than me. We got this figured out. A little girl can come in; it's final protector. And then this dude shows up, and he's just a little version of us. And we just didn't we didn't want anything to do with him. What do you think now? Now we'll slide into a uh, I mean business serious, not serious in life, but do you, well it would be a big life change for Derek. Do you think? First of all, I watch as I watch this season unfold four weeks in. I, I what, what I was just saying to Maurice, I say to you, I feel like what has now emerged over the last couple of years, forget the Jenga theory that mm-hmm. you, if you remove the wrong guy, the whole thing will implode. Coaching is is it now? It's it. The ha- I, you know there there you can find some cracks in this theory, but Mitchell Trubisky throws six touchdowns. Derek Carr is a more talented human being at throwing the ball than Mitchell Trubisky, right? Yep, I agree and. And not just because I'm his brother. Coaching, I'm a huge believer in coaching. And I've, I've had conversations with players. Uh, I remember I had a conversation with a long snapper uh, 
about 10 years ago, and he, he went on a rant about coaching in the NFL. And special teams guys are interesting because they have time to sit back and kind of analyze things from an outside perspective, and they see a lot of guys roll through. And this guy had played for 15 years, and he has seen a lot of coaches come through the building, a lot of different talent levels. And he said coaching is the, the one thing that if you change can completely flip the entire organization. You look at the Rams. I mean, that's, that's a great example. I mean, with they had the same players, right? And then Sean the McVay, the Eagles, they roll in. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky, it's it's out there, man. So when we break that stuff down, when you look at it, um, if you don't have one of those guys and you start saying, well, this guy's not very good, just just change the coach. Offensive innovation, that's the trick of it, 100%. right? That's yeah. the key to even put a finer point on it. It doesn't yeah. have to be the head coach. No. It just You need somebody in there who has that sort of an imagination, and the teams that don't have it, it screams out when you watch them play. Why are they, Why can't they put something together? And then you watch other teams yeah. that have lesser talent move up and down the field. And, exactly. And it seems that's the critical It really is, and I, I know people – that people kind of you know give me a hard time, and I'm hesitant to say it sometimes. But if you haven't played quarterback, or you aren't an offensive guy, you shouldn't be in charge of a football team. Why? It's all points. Like who's playing defense? Three teams are three teams playing defense maybe this year. And if you can't generate offense for your quarterback and create offense where thirty percent of it is just wide open guys, like you watch the Bears, thirty percent of those throws are wide open guys. You're, I mean, it really. I mean, you think about it. Sean yeah. McVay in yeah. L.A. Yeah. Uh, Andy Reid in Kansas City. Yeah. Notice two different generations of guys and everything yeah. else. It's not the same narrative for those it's two just, guys. Yep. Naggy. It's just being creative. You just have to be creative and create mismatches. You got to get your best players on their less players. And when you can do that, you're going to create Tariq Cohen on a linebacker. You're going to create Tyreek Hill on somebody. You're going to get those kind of plays. And or the guys they have in Chicago. I mean, those guys were they were all there last year, except Allen Robinson. Do you think if the Raiders lose on Sunday that there would be some momentum behind talk that this is Derek's last year in Oakland? I think that if they would have lost um, that game, it would have been very difficult for them to win two or three games this year because of the amount of energy that they had expended um, in that football game. Talking to some of those guys after the game, they were they were they put everything out there um, to get it done, and for them to pull it off it was fantastic. What do you make of the uh, the the faux controversy? I talked to all you guys. And across the board, you guys all hate the dirt infield. I think it's the greatest, and the only thing I would like even better is if it would rain. Then it gets then it gets Mud really good and sloppy. Well, Gruden's already bringing it? them out. Yeah, it's terrible to because land it on hurts to fall. On. Yeah, it's not like you're sliding and you have time like you're playing. You're playing for the Oakland Athletics to go into second base, and you know I got my sliding pants on. Like you don't think about that in the NFL. You get hit and you get slammed and landed on and kicked and rolled through that stuff there's no smooth way to go into that stuff so it's, cool it's terrible looking now, don't did you, you see i mean we almost lost the game because they missed a, they missed a field goal because they put it down and the ball literally slides three inches forward and the kicker's brand I new like like, stuff <laughs> like that it's like the old boston gardens with <laughs> yeah. the parquet floors had weird spots yeah, you had to know you. about yeah right? that's fine I, mean, I guess it's if it didn't affect my brother's ability to play and win football games, I probably would be okay with it. I probably, I'm just being selfish. Let's go through it now. We're a month in. This is what everybody does, quarter poll and all that. Let's go through the teams that currently 
are in first place, and you tell me whether or not they'll still be there okay. at uh, around New Year's Eve okay. or thereabouts. Okay. The Miami Dolphins. No chance. <laughs> you, did we watch the on. game? Did we watch it? We saw that game yesterday. I mean, even when the Raiders played them two weeks ago, the Raiders. I know it's you know ifs and, and buts, but I mean they were they could have been up thirty points at halftime. So no surprise the Patriots did it. And are they are the Dolphins now rendered completely irrelevant, or are they no. still in the mix? They still it? have one of those guys that we talked about, Adam Gase. Maybe not to the extreme of like a Matt Nagy or not doing some of the things Sean McVay is doing, but he creates offense for his guys. So they'll they'll still be in it. Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City makes me nervous on defense, but they're so good on offense. In the year that we're in, it doesn't matter if you're good on defense. So I think they'll be there. Cincinnati Bengals and or Baltimore Ravens. I like the Ravens um, just because their defense, I think, is a little bit better than Cincinnati. I know they get Vontez Burfecht back, and they'll be better in Cincinnati. But I think the Ravens, a little more complete. And then offensively, Joe Flacco's playing pretty good football. It's because he's got some pieces now. I know, but keep you know? in mind, they're also 3-1, and one, and they haven't had Joe Mixon the last couple of games. That's true. Make a good case. point. Maybe he's they would have won player. down in, in Charlotte if they, if they had had Mixon in there. And Cincinnati's I, interesting because they're an experienced guy, group, and, and Andy Dalton, you know, you can say whatever you want about the guy, but he's getting it to his guys. And, you know, you know, offensive guy being back, calling some plays. I, I, I like what I like what I see. Do you agree with me? And in fact, I've had uh, you know guys like Willie McGinnis agree with me in the past about this. So there must be some credence to this. You don't want to be the, the as the Bengals have been in the past. The Steelers are in that division this year, and we see what's happened. You don't want to be the team that's supposed to do it, right? Do you oh, yeah, feel no. that? Yes, absolutely. Especially that in that division. That division is is really it's the like curse that. of supposed to. When you're yeah. when you're supposed to do it, that's you don't want that uh, additional weight no, on your head. Not at all, because those teams they take so much joy, probably more than any other division, in in knocking off the guy who's supposed to be there. They love it. The Ravens. I mean, you look at Pittsburgh, obviously, um, Cincinnati, Cleveland, even Cleveland. Watch, watch what Cleveland does to a couple of these teams. You know, in that division, it's gonna be interesting. Side note: Who were you more impressed with watching Week Four, Josh Rosen or Baker Mayfield? I think even though Baker had more turnovers, he fumbled a couple times, had you know an interception or two. Um, I think I, I just like watching him more. It just he's fun to watch. All right. He's got see yourself. Yeah. You'll be. You'll see. Five years from now. You think so? It's going to be Rosen. I, I've I've been steadfast in my support. You don't, you don't find him a little selfish and a little, you know, kind of like. No. What's the difference? I'm gonna, between... the, I'm gonna grab the touchdown ball and kind of go over here, and my guy's celebrating. You know, made a big throw. I'm gonna fist pump. My guy's hurt. Like I don't know. I just no much better. Baker dancing for himself. I actually hated the Baker dancing yesterday. All right. Well, then I liked it before that, and then he started understand. doing this. And I'm like, why the fist pump there? Why Even the chest me, beat? But, but the oh, other way around for me, I team. like Rosen's way, but Baker's yeah. feels obnoxious to me. It I is, don't know why. It I, is I, obnoxious. One guy bugs me, the other I, I think you're right. I mean, you probably you probably hit on it, and I found that the obnoxiousness came They're out They're both arrogant. Yeah. I mean, they both have a— st- But I mean, you feel that that's what you have to have to be a great you, I know, and we're, that that's what makes you interesting. Weren't you that way? Yeah, I was. You uh, were. You were jerky about that? Like, I'm— Hey, hey. Yeah. Congratulations. My wife calls I'm me high, high maintenance. Yeah, because really? I'm yeah, I'm prima donna. Right no, because I had to you got to hide it. You have to you got to mask it, you know. So you think the world of yourself, you're just not willing to tell Absolutely. me right now. Absolutely. So were this not an exit interview about pro football, if this were an interview of David Carr, and I said, "What's your greatest weakness?" None. I have no, that that I that I can't find a weakness. That'd probably be my greatest weakness. That I, yeah, I mean, I've I've searched high and low, and I, can't I cannot find, find my weakness. That's yeah. disappointing. To me. Yeah, it's disappointing that I'm. I just can't find one. <laughs> really, you're arrogant. <laughs> I think everyone. Arrogant. I think everyone is. 
I think everyone no, is. That's successful no, no. in am, some area. I am, well, okay, so I'm not successful, but so that explains it. There's narcissism and there's vanity. Okay. I am not a narcissist. Okay. I'm vain, and my vanity is what demands that you pay attention to me. Yeah. I don't think you should pay attention to me. Yeah. But I want you to. Yeah, I can't. I'm probably in the same boat. You no. You want you think people should pay attention. No, I don't think that's true because I think that it would be hard. It'd be too hard to hide that. I mean, come on. I'd Who's be doing the, the Baker Mayfield the down the hallway. Actually, modest sort of guy, Andy Dalton, who plays QB. You got to have a massive ego, right? I think he still has a massive ego, even though he, he may does. be a little subdued. I mean, look at his hair. You can't have hair like that and not have a little small ego. You, you got flames going all over the place on your head, and you think that you're just. Uh, an assuming person that's going to go buy something over at Trader Joe's, get some, pick up some avocados, and go. No, no, indeed. No, not I, at and all. I, that, that, you uh, can't play quarterback in the NFL if you if you don't think that, that has good. extra weight too. With a man who who takes the time to put the little uh, grease on what his I'm going to do and slick is I'm going to get you a picture of what this looks like when I wake up in the morning, and you'll know that I could not go on TV the way it appears. It has to be. It has to be handled this way, almost like a raptor in Jurassic Park that was, that in the was, cages. That was modest adjacent. Good for you. You're growing. See? Um, all right, we'll continue now. The Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars. And by the yeah. way, the Titans may not, to your eyeball, be as devastating as the Jags can potentially be. But, of yeah. course, they've just taken down two bullies, including the Jags. Yes. I think that um, Tennessee is well coached. And this is a, this is kind of against what we were talking about. Where you have Mike Vrabel, yeah, right, who's a defensive guy, um, but who, but they've brought in they've brought in an offensive staff that's allowed Marcus Mariota to, to do some some things that he does well. So, if you can play good defense and and they have and they've shut down some they've shut down some opponents that that are pretty good. Um, won a Super Bowl last year, and and they got their quarterback back. I mean, there there were some there were some weapons on the field, but I love what he's done on defense. And if you can. You can do that. You can be creative on defense and stop guys just as effect. You can be just as effective as if you're Sean McVay or if you're a guy that scores forty points. So I really like the makeup. There's the one thing that I like more than just the makeup and what they're showing X's nose wise is the relationship that Vrabel has. Like he's in there, like punching Taylor Lewan. Like they're getting like little scrap after the game, and that's fantastic to me because that just that that energizes your whole group. And it doesn't seem like there would be much history for firing your head coach who took you to the playoffs and being better, but they seem like a month in, like there's they potentially going to buck that trend. Right, and I think that a lot of that was because of, I think, the offensive explosion that we saw last year with like with the, with the Rams. And, you know, you sit there and you got a guy in Marcus Mariota who's who should be doing the same things, and they didn't have that, and it looked bad. It, it was boring and, and hard to watch them on offense. And I, there's too many good offensive coordinators, and the owners sit up there, and they see the GMs, and they're like, well, why don't we have this? And if you don't have that, you might want to find a guy that can do that for you, or you're going to be looking for another job. L.A. Rams are in first place in the West. This is probably the easiest one, right? It well, is easy. Well, of the Patriots, even though they're not even – Patriots it's, aren't in first, but still they're going to win it, and we all yeah, know it. Yeah, it's just a matter of time there. It's a matter of time for the Rams also. Um, they're just loaded. I mean, they they got a guy on their, on his rookie contract and Jared Goff, and you can spend some money and bring in these guys on defense that – I mean, they're playing fantastic. Even they lose their you know two best corners. Peters is out there kind of hobbling around on a calf, and then Tlaib's not even out there, and they still play fantastic football. So I have not been a big believer in the Vikings uh, going into the season, but, you know, for what it's worth, that was a seven-point game. Yeah. 
And, you know, Jared Goff got all the headlines. I suspect that uh, if things swing a certain way and Dalvin Cook is healthy, that yeah. uh, that, that is I a, think a team that can get on track. I agree. And defensively, they're going to be fine. Um, I think Kirk Cousins, you know, he kept them in that game the other night. I mean, he's so he's worth what they paid him. And we gave him a lot of hard, we gave him a hard time during the offseason about how oh, it's Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, right? But he came in there and he played good football. He kept him in the game. By well, himself. the division also includes the Packers, but of course it's the Bears who right now are three and one. Right, right. Can the Bears hold on to the division? I think they do. When you when you, you do, I, I think they do. Wow, I'm surprised because you're not really ready to crown the Bears yet because. You know, it's it's. That's still, what I'm saying. I'm saying the, yeah. the Bears are. So I think eventually they will. Yeah, I feel. I feel like they have what we spoke about with the creativeness second, on offense. You're saying the Bears will win the NFC North. They will year. win the NFC North. Yeah. Really? Huh? Yeah. They they're able matchup wise, personnel wise, they know how to get guys in position. Obviously, with Matt Nagy, Mitchell does enough from a. He runs the football well too. They have created runs for him. And then, oh, by the way, if we get a lead, my old friend Khalil Mack's going to come. Find you, and he's playing defensive player of the maybe year. Their type. defense is a little bit better. Certainly, the front seven is better than. I I don't I, I don't know that you can say that about uh, what exists in Minnesota, but the Packers are are no slouch defensively either. This goes back to so you know, you're saying you like the Matt Nagy uh, coaching staff better than the other two. Absolutely, that's yeah. really what it comes. That's down what it comes to. down to. Yeah, that's it's not it. A ta- I mean, certainly no Matt right. Nagy, and then Vic Fangio is pretty good too right. on defense. And and I I mean I didn't say it on air. I should have, but. Khalil Mack with Vic Fangio, um, it's twenty sack. Is a twenty sack combination. He'll hey, have twenty sacks this year. What do you mean you didn't say that on air? I should have. I should it right now. Fred. Yeah. Okay. Then there it is. He'll have twenty sacks this year. He's probably should have had twenty sacks the last couple of years in Oakland, but for whatever reason it didn't happen. But Vic has a has a way. I was with him in Houston. He grabbed guys off the street and get them in there, and they'd have seven or eight sacks a year. And so you get a guy like Khalil Mack with him and be able to move him around and do the things that he does from a coverage standpoint. That's going to be very difficult. Wow, Bears win the the North. That'll be surprised. Yeah, I, I, I still say that that Week One will figure prominently oh, down the line. Oh, me think so. Yeah. I still think that yeah, the, could be. the QB covers up a lot. But he I'm, does. I'm swinging your way on coaching this. Uh, Good spaghetti uh, sauce covers up bad noodles. Hmm. Write that down. Is that – so the QB is sauce? Yep. Good spaghetti sauce. Good sauce. Like, spicy sauce. You like Yeah, spicy, whatever you like. Right. Yeah. Covers and there are different there. kinds of sauce, but there the, are. what they have in common is if they're tasty, they can make any noodle yeah, taste good. Yeah, because, I mean, you could put whatever you want under there. You could put shoestrings under there and try to taste good. Fettuccine Alfredo. You like the Alfredo sauce? Some quarterbacks could be Alfredo sauce. Yeah. yeah. Um, we should do that. They're a little more transparent. Try and figure out if we can assign a sauce that to would be good. all the QBs. Because there's a lot of Pregos out there. We'll just do yeah. one. We'll do one. What, what The sauce that equals Derek Carr. Mm. <laughs> Is he? He's not Alfredo. He's more of a he can be uh, like an Arabiata. Like a like a. He's not Newman's. I don't know why Newman's. You know, like when you walk down the aisle and you see the sauces, and then you got the Newman's face just staring at you. Yeah. It's always weird to me. You think that's why they did that so people would grab that one? Yeah, it, it's yeah, not even any I think good. That is what they were. Thinking. Is, it, is it any good though? I don't. I've never even had it. I just see it. All the time. I don't, I don't know what Derek would be. Let me think about that, and I'll hit you up next time. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm almost thinking like a – yeah, he's like a homemade sauce. Like this family has always kind of been involved in the football or in the spaghetti, you know, business. And they make a pretty good sauce, but, you know, it was surrounded by a lot of bad, you know, whatever. But then the mm-hmm. second sauce they made, you know, they had some pretty good noodles, and it's it great spaghetti. So, so wait a second. Now, I see, I, I'm going to go – I think you're like classic Coke, and Derek is maybe new Coke. 
and maybe... Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. You know, The fact I, that you can remember, because I just tried to take myself down the spaghetti sauce aisle, and I could only see Prego and Newman's. You remembered Classico. Ragu. Ragu is almost like ketchup, right? It's a little thinner. Well, Ragu's never going to sponsor the Dave Damashek football. Now they will not because I just called them ketchup. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's a lot of different options. I don't know if you remember. Also a lot of different cereal options, but we can get into that probably later too. All right, we'll do that. We'll do uh, QBs as cereals on another That would be fun. That would be fun. Uh, The New Orleans Saints. Um, Panthers are a half game. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I, kind of think the Panthers are a better team. Um, so I think that that will just play itself out over the next 12 weeks. And the, you know, well, I guess it's, it's compelling most every year. Although once again, the teams don't seem after one year, the big spike for the, uh, for the Eagles, of course, it feels like they're muddled and kind of close. Yeah. Who's going to win that NFC East right now? It's the Washington Redskins and probably. Is that crazy? I, I think I told someone that I didn't think the Redskins would win a game this year. I missed that. I was wrong there. Um, so the Eagles, I think the Eagles will win it. The Eagles will, yeah, they'll win it. Up yeah, that one. I think so. They, I mean, they were like, I mean, Tennessee was playing good football, but there were five times where they they just get off the field once, and the game's over. So yeah, they'll win the game. They'll win the they'll win the division. All right, David Carr, you've said it all once again, and uh, we appreciate your candor in uh, yet another exit interview. I love it. I love it here. So. Bottom line, Derek is feeling better today than he felt last week. Yes. Emotionally, they, I mean, spiritually. Well, I mean, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it wasn't, it's not, anytime you're in a position where you're on three, it's bad. It's just, everything's bad. Does your, everything's if, if bad. you don't mind me asking, does like your mom cry tears of joy when he wins? And oh, yeah. She does. She's a tearer. She cries on, at every, Moment Jordy of Nelson catches that two Tears. point conversion. High fives. So happy Jordy Derek. Nelson's like box is like right next to Derek's, and she's high fiving the mom, and like they're hugging like through the glass, and it's weird. I'm gonna say, Mom, please sit down. It's like so cameras could be in here. She's embarrassing, and she also she's five two. Mm. She sits in the front row of the thing, so she can see, and she leans forward and stands like up on. No one behind her can see. I sit behind her, mom down in front. At least 10 times yesterday. Really? Yeah, like important parts of the game. Like, please, mom, can you just sit? You got to so be can... consistent with that, yeah. You I keep be... saying it. No one else is going to tell her to sit down. I mean, you imagine, like, she'll, she's emotional and she will snap on. And also, it sounds like a safety issue, too. You're just being a good son. And all that's there. Five foot two, she's leaning off the thing. Hey, how was that? Hey, I was busy playing in the game, yeah, Derek says. You how did you guys have? Well, we had a fine time till mom fell off the yeah, upper deck. Fine. And then, like, it was downhill from there. Yeah, and then and he's like, know. well, where's mom? Like, well, let well, me tell you. You know? So there's and there's only like He's a, a permanent resident of the black hole, right? And you know? Oakland, man. I mean, there's there's only like a piece of string. Like, so you have an open window and a piece of string that's been there since the '70s. That's supposed to hold my mom in the in the suite. Is that unfair, or does that get in your head? Like when Derek's down there, or when you were down on the field and you did something, did you ever like look up into the press into the box to be like, is my mom crying now? Cause no, we is, just knew she would be. She would be. Yeah. And does just, that add extra? Do you feel guilty? Like, uh, my mom's going to be bummed about what happened here. Today. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a little bit, but you're more kind of angry that at least she never did what she never did was she would never, and she, it's harder to do in NFL games, but high school, you can kind of college, you can even kind of get down there. The bombs that run onto the field when oh, you're yeah. injured is the worst possible scenario <laughs> for, for a human. Um, for, for especially for a male athlete, young adult. 
And I've been on the field now of coaching my sons where a, a child will get hurt or injured and he's sitting there and, and here comes, you can see the mom, but the first step is to the bottom of the stands and they'll stand there for a minute. And then the next step, and you can see it, you're almost like, don't do it. And you can't say anything to them. You know, you're just hoping that they will not. Mm. And then they go to the edge of the track. And then after that, it's straight to the child. And then there's a hug and some kids cry and it's, it's, it's it's funny, but not funny. I've always said you want it, it's like the uh, Goldilocks thing. Yes, you want parents who care about you, but you don't want to be like somebody whose whose parents are completely you know doing their own thing. Exactly. You also don't want parents like mine though, who care too much. You know. Yeah. Because and you're and like, nobody agrees with that. You're like, wait a second. You I've guys been, I've been told to I'm great. What ha- What the whole what time. Is? It's like Am good, I great or not, world? It's like good coaching. It it's like good coaching. Like good coaches just tell players the truth. Yeah. Like that's what – if you lie to me in a quarterback room and then you cut me, like we aren't cool anymore. Like just tell me, right? Just tell this guy that thinks he's going to make the team, you, you, this is what you have to do to make the team. Otherwise, you're not going to make the team. Like just tell me that. I appreciate it on some level, but I, it also makes me vaguely sad that like – see, I wasn't a star athlete – but Mo Damashek, my mother, she would show up uh, at my even my high school basketball games, uh-huh. even like JV, like in you know, junior year. I'm still in the JV. Yeah, she would show up, and I'd be like the eighth man. She'd show up as I a junior. Even, I wouldn't even play. I wouldn't even play. She'd be, as a she'd junior. be like, yeah, I know. It's still nice to see junior on the junior varsity team. You would not see the court. All right, that's enough. You don't have to keep hammering I just the think point. it's shocking. I've seen you throw a football. It's pretty good. It's nice how I throw a ball, right? I think it's pretty good. Maybe you shouldn't have played. Politics. That's what gets them every time. That's right. Politics. You know, it was a new coach. He wanted his own thing. Yeah, he know, didn't like me. Right he didn't fit. like me. Yeah, he didn't yeah, like me. That was all. That was all. That's usually what it is. That's what Mo We don't like kids. People that coach at high school, they just don't like being around kids. That's what Mo Damashek told me was the reason, and I believe it. <laughs> David Carr, you're a delight as always. Thanks, man. Best to Derek and the rest of the gang. Appreciate it. Uh, And uh, you know what? I'm going to put a button right there. That's it. I'm going to put a period, nay, an exclamation mark on this particular episode of the Dave Damashek football program. Thanks to David Carr. Thanks to Maurice Jones-Drew. Emma VP and Erica Tamposi, who are uh, producing it there. Quality humans. Um, Do you like them? I do. You do? Quality humans? How do you know? The interactions that I've had have been pleasant. They haven't pushed me. I was allowed to use the restroom before I came here. They if didn't you, say, we're going to be late. Dave's going to be mad. If you had to say you like one versus the other, though, which one would you choose? Equal. Nah, eh. that's almost You may impossible. have a favorite child, but you can never say that. I don't have a favorite child. Do you? Yeah. Do you really? Yep. But you can't and I, say. Nope, I'm going to let them keep guessing and keep working for my love. Does your mom weigh in? Does she have a favorite son? Yes, I have the card. I got a birthday card that uh-huh. says favorite son. And I cherish that over every other thing in my life. That card that costs three ninety nine at Hallmark. Because you're a competitor. Because I send it to my brothers at every possible moment that I think would be applicable. Yeah. 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 And I sit on my desk. There's the only thing, there's one thing on my desk in that. Darren and Derek, congratulations on everything you've achieved yeah. given that you aren't even Top mom's son. favorite. Yeah. Out of right. three guys, you're not even number one. I mean, there's only three of us. Hmm. It's not even close. And I have it, then I'll never lose favorite it. Favorite child, though. Favorite son. Yep. No, but I mean, you have a favorite one, too. I, I do. It. Yeah. Intriguing. Do. We'll yeah. get to that uh, by season's end. Until now, until then, 
Uh, I should say, make sure you're listening to the broadcast podcast. In fact, will they hear me on there sometime soon? I'm going to make an appearance. Yeah. David Elizabeth uh, oh Damashek appearing on the broadcast podcast. Your middle name's not Elizabeth. That's well, it is for the purposes of, okay, of their program. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, of course, make sure you're checking out the Adam Carolla show, Good Sports. I'm on there every day. And uh, what's the other one called? Daves of Thunder. That's the other show I do. You should be on there because you're a Dave. I would like that, actually. Yeah, yeah I would enjoy be, that. Be three Daves. All right. Um, until uh, until the next episode, we'll get you all right for week five. That's it for this episode. We'll talk to you later in the week. Until then, it's been a bit You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.